For our Peace Bucket, we're joined by David Schwartzman, who is a professor emeritus at Howard University. Uh, he's also a climate, climate scientist and eco-socialist. Uh, David and I were on a Zoom call recently where we got into a little bit of discussion about the Ukraine. So I thought we would invite David on to uh, share his thoughts uh, with us. So David, why don't you start off with, you know, a brief overview of your assessment of, you know, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, what we should be doing at this point. Yes, thank you. Uh, I, again, I come from a perspective uh, as a climate scientist, a, a climate energy uh, justice advocate. And uh, so that's where I'm coming from. And uh, in a nutshell, this invasion is a catastrophe. Okay, so I believe my position is that the enemy of my enemy, which the enemy I'm speaking of is the military industrial complex, uh, serving fossil capital, pushing us to catastrophic climate change of uh, order far worse than we now witness, uh, that the enemy of our enemy is our enemy. That is, the Putin regime is another uh, booster of fossil capital, and uh, that uh, we should recognize the expansion of NATO eastward, as many um, have pointed out, uh, like George Kennan and someone has resulted in uh, creating the context that created this invasion. And in no uncertain terms, this invasion is criminal, it is illegal, and it has empowered the military-industrial complex. It's boosted fossil fuel investments. It's increased the danger of nuclear war. And uh, we need to... The peace movement, whatever differences we have about who's the enemy and who isn't, we should be campaigning for immediate ceasefire negotiations. So that's, in a nutshell, my position. I can elaborate. Now, you mentioned the, the need to, to oppose, you know, the fossil fuel complex, military complex. Many people have said, of course, that the invasion and the impact upon Russian energy supplies in Europe was a, a wake-up call for the need to rapidly transition, you know, away from fossil fuels and, and, and to uh, renewable energy. Is that happening? And if it's not, what can be done to make that happen? Yes. Well, there are signs that that is the one positive outcome, but it's coupled with the problem, very problematic boost in fossil fuel investment. So the reduction in natural gas from the Russian supplies to, let's say, Western Europe has been replaced by na liquid natural gas shipments from the U.S. And at the same time, Russia is now partnering with Saudi Arabia. Uh, the Saudis are uh, planning uh, to invest in Russian oil fields and uh, just boosting renewable energy supplies in the world is necessary, but not sufficient if it's coupled with continued 
greenhouse gas emissions from fossil fuel sources, we're heading for climate catastrophe. You know, the two go together. We need to promote a more rapid uh, renewable energy transition globally and curb the fossil fuel uh, emissions, the primarily fossil fuel emissions. And that's not only carbon dioxide, but of course, methane, which leaks out of pipelines. And uh, uh, that's why natural gas is actually uh, a worse greenhouse gas footprint than coal. And that should be recognized. It's not a bridge to renewable. Now, one of the issues that really divides the peace community in the United States um, is how um, people should support uh, the Ukraine. Most of the main traditional large peace groups like uh, Code Pink says never, never, you know, provide weapons um, to any combatants. Uh, you have to you know, stop the invasion. You don't arm the, the combatants. Uh, others split. You know, there are certainly some peace groups that are just basically Russia is the bad guy. And so whatever, um, you know, President Biden wants to do in terms of sanctions and weapons, you know, we support. Uh, others are like, well, actually, you know, United States and NATO are, are also bad players. But uh, you know, any country has a right to defend itself against an invasion and aggression. And, and so, yes, we should supply uh, weapons to to the Ukraine. Your perspective. Yes. Well, I uh, I uh, side with the right of the Ukraine to defend itself and to ex uh, and its right of self-determination. Uh, the you know this is a complex uh, issue. It's not, and that's what confuses a lot of people. It's not only a proxy war of U.S. and NATO imperialism, but it's also a struggle by the Ukraine for asserting its right of self determination, which is denied by Putin, by the anti Leninist Putin, who condemned Lenin for uh, the Soviet constitution, now 100 years old, which asserted the right of self-determination of the Ukraine and the other nations that were, quote, the prison house of the czar. Uh, so he condemned Lenin for recognizing this. And that's in his speeches, uh, which are fully documented. So uh, uh, what, what should we... How can we deny the, the Ukraine the right to defend itself, particularly as Russian missiles pour down on its cities and kill civilians? You know, they call it collateral damage, just like the U.S. did in Iraq and Vietnam. They call it collateral damage, but nearly um, 500 children have already been killed in the Ukraine by this invasion. Uh, and what is it, 5,000 civilians? Uh, not to speak of the tens of thousands of soldiers on both sides. So this is catastrophic. And uh, uh, so the alternative 
to this situation is to stop the killing, stop the carnage. And uh, so I will, let's say, I don't, uh, in terms of the your question, I think we need to focus and unite around what the solution is, and that is immediate ceasefire and negotiations. And re with the recognition of the right of Ukraine to the right of self-determination as a nation, which is denied by Russia. Okay, we have about 45 seconds left. So yes. cl close on observation. People want uh, more information. Yes. And, and how do we, in fact, get the Biden administration and Congress to support such a ceasefire in 30 seconds? Well, I would, I would point to, uh, just as a source, Dan Glassbrook's a counterpunch article from March of this of 2022 to document how uh, U.S. and NATO uh, actually laid the bait for this invasion. We should people should be informed about what the context of this uh, war is, and I think we have we should unite around. Of what many of the peace groups are already saying, you know, that the money for this war should go to much better uh, use, that is to meet the human needs uh, of our population as well as other people around the world. Well, so, thank you, uh, David, David Schwartzman. You. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk magazine.